Amen. I'd like to welcome you to our service. If you'd like to find your place in Psalms chapter 11. Psalms chapter 11. And the title of the message is The Pleasure of Seeking. And all our messages are pre-recorded and they're uploaded at the time that they would normally be preached. And uh, you're getting the same message just preached uh, on, on that time, that specific day. But we just uh, pre-record. That's what we do. Just want to make sure that you're aware of that. But we do thank you for tuning in. We thank you for listening to the messages. And I trust they'll be a great help to you. And we're living in the last days. We're living in the perilous times. It's mentioned in 2 Timothy chapter 3. When men will be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And, and I, I tell you, if we see that in the, even with all this going on uh, in, in, in the world, uh, America is still focused on the love of pleasure. Nothing has stopped. The ball games are going. Uh, everything's just, just, just as usual. And uh, the, 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 all the sporting events, the concerts, there's nothing being stopped because men in the last days and perilous times that we're living in, men will still be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Uh, but for the child of God, I'd like to reverse that because if that's the way people are that don't know the Lord, those that do know the Lord, we ought to find pleasure in seeking out uh, his works. In Psalms chapter 111 and verse 1 we start reading. It says, Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure Therein, Where is your pleasure today? Is your pleasure found uh, in entertainment? Is your pleasure found uh, in, uh, in recreation or, or at, your, at ease? Or, or is your, is your uh, pleasure found in seeking out uh, the works uh, of the Lord? Uh, verse 3 says, His works, uh, His work, uh, singular, is honorable and glorious, and His righteousness endureth forever. He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He hath showed his people the power of his works that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverent is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth Forever, many people are seeking different things in this life. Some people may seek adventure while others may seek security. There are many people that are seeking for treasure. Some seek for comfort. Some seek for entertainment. And some even go fishing and hunting for a trophy catch. And some very soon will be seeking for that perfect gift for some special someone. 
My wife and I, we enjoy uh, going out every now and then to thrift stores. And when we go on vacation to the mountains of North Carolina, we'll all, we try to take at least one day where we'll, we'll go to different antique stores and thrift stores uh, just seeking for something that will catch our eye and looking maybe even for a bargain. About two years ago while we were in the mountains, I, I, I found a print there that, that caught my eye. And it was a good deal, so I purchased it, and it's now hanging in my office. Uh, uh, last year, at the, or two years, three years ago, actually, we were going through Pennsylvania, and we stopped in a Goodwill there, and I found a uh, I found a mirror with an eagle on it there, and and uh, it's a it's vintage, it's, it's antique, and and it's uh, the, the there's one that sold recently for over hundred and fifty dollars. I paid three ninety nine for it, three three dollars and ninety nine cent, and and uh, but. But we look for things. We seek for things. There's a pleasure. I have a pleasure in just seeking for things, seeking for a bargain especially. About it once every two months, uh, my wife and I will go to a town there that's not too far from where we live and we'll go to several thrift stores there and the reason we keep going there is because in the past uh, we have found bargains. We have found items that caught our eye useful things, things that we've used here at the church and things that we've used in our personal life and then some things that just we enjoy. But there was a pleasure in seeking those things. And here in Psalms 111, the, the Lord tells us in verse 2 that the works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. Can I ask you, do you take pleasure in seeking the Lord to do a great work in your life? Do you take, I mean, as much as you take pleasure in any other thing, do you take pleasure in seeking the Lord to do something to have a, do a great work in your own life? Do you take pleasure in going to church and seeking the works of the Lord? Every Sunday, I pray for God to do a great work in our midst. I pray for souls to be saved. I pray for hearts to be stirred. I pray for God to call someone into the ministry. I pray for those that are not where they should be in their walk with God to get back to that place where they could commune with Him and that they got to get a holy heartburn, if you would, and get excited Again, about the things of God. Uh, I pray for our needs to be met. I pray for God to get all the glory through everything that's said and done, uh, whether it be in our song or in our praise or in our preaching, in our giving, in our singing, in our prayers, or even in our worship. I want God to get the glory. I want to see God do a great work in our midst. Why do you pray for such things, you may say? Why do I take pleasure in seeking these great works of God? It's because I've seen God do great works in church. I've seen God save souls. I've seen people walk the aisle and get saved and get right with God. I've seen God restore 
people's lives. I, I've seen marriages restored. I've seen God reconcile differences. I've seen God give hope to the hopeless. I've seen God answer prayers. I've seen God call people into the ministry. I've seen God meet the needs of various people. Oh, every time that I come to church, I seek, I find pleasure in seeking God to do a great work in our midst. Why? Because it was in church that God called me into full-time Christian service. It was in church that God called me to be a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today, and forever. What he did last Sunday and what he did 10 Sundays ago and 10 years ago, Jesus is the same. He's still looking to do a great work among his people. In Malachi 3.6 it says, For I am the Lord and I change not. I tell you what he's done in the past, he can still do it again. Can I ask you, did you come today, did you tune in today seeking his great works, uh, looking for God to do only what He could do for you. Maybe you came here today looking for answers. Maybe there's a burden on your heart or there's something that you're asking God and seeking God for. Maybe it's direction or, or a specific answer to prayer, but did you come seeking for Him to do a great work for you today? Maybe you came here seeking for hope seeking for comfort or seeking for mercy and grace or maybe you came here seeking an opportunity to be able to do something for God. Did you come here today seeking to praise Him for all His great works? Uh, oh, this is what we ought to be doing. Look at verse 1. It says, praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. Where? In the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. See, you can't do verse 1 without being in church. You can't do verse 1 while you're sitting at home or sitting at a ball field or trying to catch a glimpse of God on your time schedule. Hey, I want to ask you, did you come seeking to praise the Lord with your whole heart? Whole heart. That means being all in. No divided heart. Uh, not doing one thing while you ought to be doing the other. It's amazing. It amazes me that people come to church uh, and do other things uh, and claim they're here to seek uh, the Lord, but yet their heart is divided. They won't even give God time to work in their life. I wonder how many young people in our service has come to praise Him for all His great works. Uh, I wonder how many older people are here today to just praise Him for all His mighty works in their life. Over in Psalms 100 and verse 4, it says, Enter in His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Uh, all the works uh, that he done uh, 20 years ago, he can still do today. 
You may be thinking this morning that I don't have much to praise him for today. Uh, hey, your life may be a mess. Uh, nothing may be seen. Nothing may seem to be going the way that you had planned it. Uh, but can I say you can still praise the Lord for his truth that endureth uh, to all generations. Uh, hey, I can tell you if you're holding a King James Bible, then you can praise him for keeping his word. Why? Because you have the truth from God in your hands. You can look at your Bible and say God has been faithful to me. More people have tried to destroy the King James Bible than any other book in the world, but yet it is still the best-selling book across the world. If you don't have a King James Bible, please see me and I'll make sure that you have something to praise God for. In verse 7 and 8 of our passage of Psalms 111, it says, The works of His hands are verity and judgment. All His commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. Oh, how often do you seek his great works uh, in his word? Do you take pleasure in the preserved, inerrant, and infallible word of God? Uh, oh, I heard tell of a preacher once uh, uh, who, who preaches out a lot, and, uh, and uh, he, he was looking for an outline, looking for a, a sermon to preach. Uh, uh, can, can I just say that all you got to do is open your Bible and read, and God will give you one. Uh, hey, this well will never, ever run dry if you just look into God's word. Every time I open the Word of God, I look for God to speak to me. But see, you've got to open it up. And you're going to have to give time, God time to work and speak to you. If all you have is a schedule then you're going to miss what God wants to do. You're going to have to have, take the time to meditate and allow God to speak to you and search out uh, His great works and seek them and take pleasure. You ought to delight uh, in reading the Word of God and meditating in His Word. The Holy Spirit teaches us through the Word of God. His Word is truth and is sure. Look at verse 2 with me. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. And then I want you to notice verse 3 is a little different. We still have this word W-O-R-K, but this time it's in the singular form. His work is honorable and glorious, and His righteousness endureth forever. You see, verse 2 says that the works, the plural works uh, of the Lord are great. Uh, and that's true. They are. They're fabulous. But in verse 3, uh, he narrows his remarks here to one singular work. Uh, and that work is honorable and glorious. Uh, what work stands out uh, more than any other work? Uh, what work reflects His everlasting righteousness, which is both honorable and glorious? Can I just say it's the work uh, of redemption. In verse 9 it says, He sent redemption unto His people. He hath commanded His covenant forever. Holy and reverend is 
his name. Oh, when they were in the land of Egypt, he sent not only a deliverer, but he actually sent a deliverance as well. Not only did he send a redeemer, but he also sent complete redemption. He's done the like spiritually for all his people. Having first by blood purchased them out of the hand of the enemy and then by power rescued them from the bondage of their sins. Redemption we can sing of as an accomplished act. It has been wrought for us, sent to us and enjoyed by us and we are in very deed the Lord's redeemed. I love the old hymn that says redeemed. How I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through His infinite mercy. His child and forever I am. Redeemed and so happy in Jesus. No language my rapture can tell. I know that the light of His presence with me doth continually dwell. I think of my blessed Redeemer. I think of Him all the day long. I sing for I cannot be silent. His love is the theme of my song. That singular work of God that reflects His righteousness forever, which is ever honorable and glorious. We ought to honor Him for that glorious work of redemption. It's the work that unites us as a body of believers. It's the work that gives us eternal life. It's the work that gives us a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's the work that gives us access to the Father. It's the work that gives us an inheritance. It'll give you a purpose, a reason to sing and to praise Him because of His righteousness that endureth forever because of that work of redemption it's both honorable and glorious in verse 9 it says holy and reverend is his name I'd like to read to you from the treasury of David it says the whole name or character of God is worthy of profoundest all for it is perfect and complete whole and holy it ought not to be spoken without solemn thought and never heard without profound homage. His name is to be trembled at. It is something terrible. Even those who know Him best rejoice with trembling before Him. How good men can endure to be called reverend we know not. Being unable to discover any reason why our fellow men should reverence us, we half suspect that in other men there is not very much which can entitle them to be called reverend or very reverend or right reverend and so on. It may seem a trifling matter to some, but for that very reason we would urge that the foolish custom should be allowed to fall into disuse. I've been called reverend. I've been called rev. But can I just say, I don't approve of that title be given to men. It bothers me when someone refers to me as reverend. And if I'm in their presence, I will correct them in a very nice and kind way. And I'll say, well, I'm just, just call me Pastor Gordon. Hey, that's good enough for me because only Jesus is worthy to 
be called reverend. And we ought to worship him because of that great work of redemption that he done for you and me. His name is holy. His name is reverend. Hey, you can call me preacher. You can call me pastor. You can call me brother. You can call me by my first name and I'll answer. But please, oh, let's ascribe that name reverend to Jesus because only his name is reverend. Oh, look at verse 4. It says, He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He hath given meat unto them that, that, will, that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He hath showed his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth in uprightness, uh, oh, living in an ever-changing world, it sure is good to know that all His commandments uh, are sure. The Lord is worthy to be praised for all His works. He's worthy to be praised for that great work of redemption. He is worthy to be praised for His work of preservation. God promised that He would preserve His Word. And here in our passage, it says that the works of his hands are verity and judgment. They stand fast forever and ever. In Psalms 12 and verse 6, it says the words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. You and I... We have the preserved, inerrant, and infallible Word of God in our possession today. All oh, that being said, we better take heed to what His sure Word has to say. When God says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, we'd better take heed of that. When God says, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. You'd better take heed of what God has said. When God God says in Hebrews 9, 27, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. In Romans 6, 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hey, you better pay close attention when God says in Romans 5, 8, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, uh, you see Jesus, uh, through that great work of redemption, uh, he bridged the gap between death and life, uh, between heaven and hell. Uh, John 14, 6 says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. You see, there's only one way for a sinner to go to heaven. It's by believing in the death, uh, the burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ uh, for their justification. In John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have uh, everlasting life. Uh, hey, can I ask you, what are you seeking for today? Do you take pleasure in his works? 
Do you take pleasure in that great work of redemption? Oh, do you take pleasure in His work of love, in His finished work there on the cross of Calvary? Do you take pleasure in the empty tomb? Do you take pleasure in seeking out His work of preservation? God's Word is sure. It stands true forever. God's Word says in Romans 10, 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Have you sought out uh, that work of redemption? Can I just say it still stands true today? Have you humbled yourself and believed uh, God's Word that you're a sinner and that you need a Savior and that Savior is Jesus Christ? God loves you. Jesus died for you and He wants to give you everlasting life. If you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, can I ask you this? Are you taking pleasure in seeking out His works? Are you involved in His work? Are you a testimony of God's great work of redemption? In Psalms 112 and verse 1, it says, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. Do you fear God? Do you delight greatly in his commandments? In just a few minutes, we're going to have a time of invitation, but can I ask you, are you saved? Have you trusted Jesus as your Savior? If not, would you please call out him today?